106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our lady of blessed acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560, The Source. And it is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining me today. Steve Horvath, Gino's Auto Service with us. Charlie Grimes, our engineer, and Larry Enger, of course, answering phones today. I want to say thanks to the guys last week for filling in while I was out doing some family things. I do appreciate that very, very much. And I know Dennis was here and Jeff, and I really appreciate those guys filling in and taking care of things while I was gone. Uh, but, hey, we're here today. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. Jim and Loveland, hang tight. I'll get right to you. Don't forget the text line, 307-200-8222. Again, 307-200-8222. You're free to ask questions there or call in direct. Again, lines are open, 303-477-5600. How's Steve today? Oh, very good. Good. Very good. It's cold. A little chilly. <laughs> we'll talk about that today. Yeah. It's a little chillish, so that's all right. Uh, we'll make it. Yeah, I saw. Uh, unfortunately, I saw uh, uh, Larry had a little leak of antifreeze underneath his car, ah. and I saw one underneath your car too. Oh, did you? Yeah, <laughs> I thought you'd like oh, that. my little electric car. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, so hey, give us a call three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Appreciate y'all calling in. By the way, each and every week. Question of the day. Oh, good. Okay, you guys ready for this? What's the dumbest car comment you've ever seen or heard? The dumbest car comment you've ever seen or heard. And some of us that are in the industry can probably, you know, put our thinking caps on and come up with some really dumb comments. But, you know, what are what are some I mean, some of these, by the way, could be in movies, on TV, could be from movie stars, could be from customers, could be from family, could be anything you've heard through the years. What's the dumbest car comment you've ever seen or heard? Jim and Loveland is next. Sir, how are you? Good, sir. Um, question about what is a, a car called a stinger? I almost flattened one about a half hour ago. Kia. Um, it's a Kia four-door oh, stinger. It's a they're, they're turbocharged sort of little hot rod sedan they make. Okay. It's a Kia, you said. Huh? Kia stinger. Okay. Yeah, I had one. I'm, I was southbound on US 85 and uh, about a half hour ago, and it comes zipping off of uh, State Route 60, couldn't stay it was going too fast to stay in the uh, acceleration lane come right out in front of me i think it scared him more than me because he almost rolled it trying to get back into the acceleration lane interesting yeah okay. that, that, depending but upon it, how the car is equipped if you buy one of those fully loaded and all hopped up they've got about 365 370 horsepower and they yeah, actually run pretty time. well but they don't all come with that of course okay that's a lot of ponies for that little car it like is that huh it is. It's actually pretty fast. I've, I've driven one of the hopped-up ones, um, you know, one of the higher-horsepower ones, and, yeah, they actually work. I mean, they, they work very well. I'm surprised that uh, that was probably more driver error than it was car, Jim. Yes, that's what my thought was, too. <laughs> because the car is capable of doing way more than what you just explained. It's just the person driving it probably can't. Yep. Because it's, yep. it's a twin-turbo, 
engine and even at our our altitude they work I mean, they work very well the, the car actually it's a fast little car they work well okay yep hadn't seen one before there, there's kia, not a huh? lot of them yeah. around and most people looking at it wouldn't know it's a kia okay yeah, the only thing I saw on the back of it was the word stinger. Yep, that's all you see. And uh, and and again, but for all of you listening, it, it actually is a really it's a really nice car. They've done a good job on it. it has a similar look to the the back end. Looks a little bit from the side here, like a Tesla. Uh, a little that bit, one yeah. Tesla yeah, kind of has that look to it. Yes, yeah. it, it's a it, again, it's a full four door sedan, and uh, yeah, it works very well. But yes, that's that's their little hot rod sedan. And it must be rear wheel drive. Rear, rear they, drive. I think they come all wheel or rear. I believe. Don't okay. all everybody listening? Please don't quote me. It's not a car I'm cool. super super familiar with, but I believe it comes in two different drivetrains, and I think it can be all wheel drive. Actually, it does say that here. Okay. If it was all wheel drive, would it fishtail a little bit with too much power? And well, order? I believe there's different modes. Again, this is a driver issue, Jim. I think there's modes yeah. a driver can select, and of course, with anything else, even though. The guy's driving a, a hot rod. If he's got crap tires or street tires, you know, highway tires, summer tires, well, yeah, I mean, come on, use your head. <laughs> right. Okay. You know, I mean, just, you know, I think a lot of folks think this is a great, a great uh, comment too, Jim. Just because a car has all-wheel drive, if you don't have the right driver with the right tires, I could be, I personally could be driving a rear-wheel drive with the right tires and do better than you could in an all-wheel drive tire or an all-wheel drive car with crap tires. Yeah, yeah, I can picture that. You know, yeah. I mean, this really, in a lot of cases, comes down to the vehicle driver and, and literally, Jim, tires. Yep. yep. And, and most people don't realize that. They think, oh, I've got all-wheel drive, I'm good to go. Well, maybe not. <laughs> Absolutely. And, kind of... and your dumbest comment for a car Yes. Can, that, uh, can you do one for a truck? Sure. Uh, this goes back probably almost 20 years ago before Peterbilt and Kenworth were making their own drivetrains. And um, a driver told me on, on the CB, well, I like a Peterbilt. They really pull. <laughs> I had a comment back to him. How does a Peterbilt really pull? They don't make their own drivetrains. Right. They've got the same as anybody else. Yeah, yeah. In fact, even today, Jim, in a lot of cases, I mean, I know there's a few truck lines, you know, where, you know, you buy a, a Mac, for example, and typically it's going to have all Mac, you know, hardware underneath. But they're, most most right. of the big trucks today are still kind of an a la carte, if you would. Oh, really? Yeah, yes. Hmm. And uh, all of them, even with the Mac, you can get other things That's in right. it. That's um, You know, Volvo has their own drive. That's right. You can get others in it. Uh, Peterbilt and Kenworth, I forgot what the name of their corporation nowadays, but they have their own drivetrain as well now but you can still get everything else and under the sun in it right yeah no I, to my knowledge and i kind of wish the the light duty trucks were the same way but you know it's it's actually nice to be able to sit down for a you know an, an operator fleet whatever and spec out the trucks exactly the way you want them depending upon what you're going to be doing i, I wish the light duty trucks you were able to do the same thing but of course that's a whole another that's a whole different world Right. Different marketing and, and mass marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's completely so, different. But, yeah, yeah, to your point, Jim, most folks don't realize that. But just because it says Peterbilt, the only thing Peterbilt's making in that case is probably frame and, and cab, right? Back then, yes. Yeah. Yes. Now they have their own engine. Right. Um, I believe they may also have their own um, transmission and differentials now, but I don't know that. Pack Car is who owns Peterbilt, Pac, by the way, Pac, now. Right. And they right. do have Pac their own Car engine. And Pack Car is an engine that can right. go in other trucks as well, by the way. Oh, okay. So, so the only one that won't share their engine is uh, Freightliner. They 
won't put the Detroit in anything other than a Freightliner. Oh, I did not know that. You just you just yeah. taught me something today I didn't know. I didn't realize that, really. <laughs> yeah, back in the late 90s, Okay. Uh, um, they, they said nobody gets it except Freightliner, and that was to help boost the sales of the Freightliner. Sure, makes sense. I, I yeah, didn't know was, that. Yes, because back then it was one of the more desirable um, engines. Yeah, yeah, and uh, unfortunately it's kind of lost its... Well, I, mean, I shouldn't say it's lost its its flavor, but it, it's not what it was back in the day, to your point, Jim. Right, yes. And they went to the DD series instead of the Series 60 and Series 55s. It did change. Yep. Yep. No, and I and by the way, and I, and I didn't know. I just looked up. I, I, I had forgotten Damler owns Freightliner. Oh. That's do they still? Yep, they still do. I, okay, I knew they used to. Yeah, they still. They've oh, owned it since 1981. That day. Yeah, it was Chrysler that they sold off. That's right, That's but they right. they kept the Freightliner. And, I, Freightliner. and, I, and honestly, I didn't know that until yep. I just looked now either. So, yep. Interesting. Hey, good stuff. No, Jim, thank you very much. That's a great comment and great one, question one as more, well. Go ahead. One more quick comment. After listening to your shows so, so many years, I was surprised to hear somebody say that your car had a little bit of antifreeze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's joking, of course. I'm pulling his leg. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, though? You know, hey, you know, stuff, you know, I've got some old stuff that, you know, occasionally, you know, you, you know, you do the best you can, but sometimes on an older vehicle, you know, things, yeah, things will happen. Things happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a mechanical item, you know, it is what it is. Right. Blank or tires, it'll. That's right. Problems. You got it. Jim, thanks. Have a great weekend. I appreciate it very much. Uh, David and Bertha, hang tight. We'll, we'll take a little longer time with you. We're right up against a break. Hold tight. We'll come right back. we got lines open, 303-477-5600. And, guys, don't forget the question of the day. What's the dumbest car or truck, as we just heard a moment ago, car or truck comment you've ever seen or heard? This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable Interest Mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM 720-895-0500 where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by door, NMLS 298191, equal credit lender. Did you know that the dental health of your pet is extremely important? Your pet can also get periodontal disease, and it's one of the most common clinical conditions seen by the veterinarians at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. This may come as a surprise, but most adult dogs and cats show some signs of the disease by the time they reach three years of age. If left untreated, pet dental disease can also lead to pain, tooth loss, infection, and even damage to the vital organs such as heart, liver, and kidneys. Your pet's dental health is important to Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. In recognition of National Pet Dental Health Month, which is observed every February, we're placing the spotlight on periodontal disease and what pet owners can do to prevent and treat this serious condition. 
Call now to schedule your pet's cleaning, 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. You can also visit LoneTreeVet.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, P, as an engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. All right, KLZ 560 Drive Radio. Myself, Steve Horvath from Geno's Auto Service. Question of the day is, what is the dumbest or maybe one of the dumbest car comments you've ever heard or seen? So here's an example. Ford named the 2014 Shelby GT500 after Carol Shelby as a tribute after she died. Oh. Okay, <laughs> Carol Shelby wasn't a she. Wow. It was a he, so that would be a very dumb car comment so there's those sorts of things and all of you i'm sure have heard that some of you especially that are car guys have probably heard some comments where you just thought what 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 did i just hear that's what i'm asking so what is one of the dumbest car comments you've ever heard so for example i was talking to my friend and told him my car battery died and he said don't you drive a smart car because most cars don't need batteries it's not that smart. No, not that smart. <laughs> Speaking of batteries, David and Bertha, what's going on? Hey, guys. I, I'll i come back at the my last here with my comment that was told to me by my dad 30-plus um, years ago. But let me ask the battery question here. Sure. I, I, when I was a younger man, I lived in Alaska in Fairbanks, and the practice that we did there was battery blankets and your uh, core heater on the – uh, block heater engine block heater block mm-hmm. heater I always plug those in and i was driving uh, i was house sitting for a guy so i drove anything from a 61 biscayne chevy to a 57 ford pickup and then some more modern vehicles but i always plugged them in never had a battery problem um so in our current environment here when you have a vehicle that is dedicated to being parked outside all the time I just I have a couple of thoughts, and y'all correct me here. Is it better to leave a trickle charge on it? Now, let me re-qualify this. Our new cars drain the battery because of the computers. I'm, I've got one old vehicle that's 20 years old, and I realized I hadn't cranked it over in a month. and went out. It was click, 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 and I went, great. So I've got it charging up. I had a second one that was just dead, so I pulled it, charged them up. But from a parked maintenance in the cold weather what is the right way to really treat your battery at that point put a booster on it even though it may have the right cold cranking amps if it's been drained some and you don't know it put a uh, 
booster on it, uh, jumper booster before you started. Is that the right way? I think I think having that trickle charger on there to me would be the best thing, especially yeah. if it's sitting for a month. I agree. And, and then those trickle chargers aren't—they're pretty smart. Yeah, you know they're 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 going to keep that they're going to turn off and on and they're not like the trickle chargers of the old days. Yeah, they only put so. into it what it needs. Yeah, and it, I think that would all I do anymore. I agree. Yeah, that's and all they, I do. Well, and that's the uh, and they warm up so fast. The new cars, you know, they don't really need the block heaters as much. That no, unless about, you're in about the only thing you really need a block heater in now is is the diesels, of course. Sure. Outside of that, no, you really don't. Okay, okay, that makes sense then. Um, is it okay to go ahead and make my comment? Oh, of course. Go ahead. You're fine. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I just, hey, when y'all said that, I don't have anything from advertising or otherwise. It was just a comment my dad made. I was uh, early 20s or late, tw- I forgot now. I was probably about 24, 25. I had a six-month-old Toyota Supra in that day, and um, I had debated getting a Corvette, Porsche, or the Supra, chose the Supra, and he drove it. And we're going down the highway, and he goes, man, this car does not handle well. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, I, he was making a comment about the steering. And I'm uh, not a supercar aficionado on the, the latest, greatest, but it was a pretty tight car for its day. And I said, the steering wheel, what are you talking about? He goes, well, look, I, I, I went in the other lane. I said, uh, look at that steering wheel. I said, it's pretty tight. I said, you go and you just barely turn it, you're going to start turning. He was so used so in a, a mid '60s car, ah. he, he, yeah, that was that was benchmark. Um, so I was like, "No, Dad, this is a very precise machine for its day," and it was, you know, 1986 probably. Right. When he was driving. <laughs> right. Anyway. No, that's a good one. No, yes. that's that's exactly the stuff I'm looking for. What's you know, for those of you listening, what are some of the dumbest? You know, and maybe I should say dumbest, but you know, folks that don't understand cars and they make you know, sometimes off the cuff you know, comments, and you kind of think to yourself, uh, no, that's not working that way. Well, I do have a last one. I just realized was the comments that cars make to you in the early, I forgot when these were, it was the K car. One of the early Chryslers that would talk to you when the door was open. And you, the, Oh, the yes, yes, I remember that. The, the Dodge yeah. 600 and all those, yes, they would talk to you. Real? I, don't, I never drove one of those. I, yeah. I'm not familiar it with was, that. I do remember that. It would say, your door is ajar, yeah. and you go, no, it's not. It's open. Your door is ajar. Your door yeah. is ajar. No, it's yeah. a door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Thank you. David, I appreciate it very much. Good one. All right, lines are open, 303-477-5600. Uh, I've got something I want to play for you all here in just a minute, but somebody actually sent me a email, one of our listeners, Chris. Thanks, by the way. Now, this isn't a dumb comment about cars, this is dumb comments made by somebody that runs a car company. So the CEO of General Motors, Mary Barra, was being interviewed about the electric car lineup in 2035, which is what GM is doing now. She was being asked where the electricity comes from when pressed by a reporter. Her first answer, the wall outlet. Mm-hmm. Second answer, the electrical grid. By the way, neither one of those are the correct answers. Third answer, the City of Lansing Power Company. Again, wrong answer. Fourth and final answer, which she finally got right, coal or natural gas. So, yes, she finally, after all of those answers, got the right one. And this is the person 
and I don't know if this is a true story or not, but knowing Chris, it probably is. But this is the person now in charge of General Motors, making them go all electric in 2035. It shows you the misconception that even the car world has in regards to where electricity actually comes from. Scary. Ignorance. That is ignorance. It does not come out. Yes, it comes out of the wall as the delivery point. Sure. But how does it get to the wall is the best question. It's not magically appearing. It does not magically appear. That's exactly right. John and Cheyenne, what's going on? Good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, cold. It was uh, at my house. It was minus 14 this morning. That's chilly. Yeah. So I have a question. You, I, I'm, I haven't built a garage yet, haven't been able to afford it. So I'm parking outside. I started my truck on Thursday okay. um, and used it. And it's got a year old, year and a half old Napa battery in it. Okay. Uh, I don't think I need to go out and start it today. Do you? I would. You would? Yes, okay. I would. Uh, yeah, just, just knowing how cold it is where you are. I mean, for those of you listening that are going to be driving uh, you know, vehicles typically on a daily basis, but now we're going through the weekend, as cold as it is right now, yes, I would start every vehicle outside every day that we're down to this below, you know, this, this okay. low of a temperature, yes. Now, um, so then if I'm going to do that, would it, I have one of those magnetic oil pan heaters. It looks like an iron with a magnet on it. Yep, put it on there. Is that pop it on there not gonna hurt anything no so then the next question is um i'm due for an oil change with an epr i'm gonna wait until it gets a little warmer okay um what's the trick to keep the vehicle at 1200 rpms while it warms up uh you have to literally sit in it and do it yeah there is no trick you have to sit in there and monitor it Okay, so there's no. Okay, so there's no. It's not very long. uh, Yeah, you're only doing that for uh, just till it warms up. So five minutes, maybe. Yeah, not a long time. Not even that. Yeah. Okay, and uh, John, stupidest car thing I ever heard, but it was kind of funny. Uh, I'm a Last Man Standing fan. Yeah. And the middle daughter, the one who's the airhead. Yes. She was. She was complaining about her car being in the shop, and he goes. The dad, Tim Allen, goes, well, the check engine light was on. And she goes, well, I opened the hood and checked the engine, and it was still there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it was funny because he looks, he goes, yeah, that means you have to check something like the oil. Running a car without oil doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. And, and again, those are the comments I'm looking for. And I'm sure by the time we get done with the day, we'll hear a lot more. That's the idea. Oh, yeah. So... I don't know, John. It looks like we're not going to get warm until Tuesday, so you're nope. just thinking. Every day. It, Fire so it up. Let it run five minutes and yep. then take it for a drive until the – You don't even need to drive it. Just let it warm up and, you know, at least get the engine warmed up. Okay. I was thinking I could drive up to the mailbox and back. That's fine, too. Yeah, whatever works. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I would, yes. Okay, thanks, John. Oh, John. Yes. War- oh, I did have one other question. Yes. Did you drive your Volt today? Yes, I did. Okay, and how much less, uh, how much more power is the battery sucking when it's uh, when it's this cold out? I normally, I, I think I've told you guys in the summertime, I can be two sixty to two eighty depending upon, you know, just kind of the right. day and the temperature and so on. This morning, I was just shy of of two hundred. So really, it, what I've learned in this car is, you know, once it gets below about thirty degrees or so, that's kind of where that that kind of that initial hit in, uh, you know, range. 
it is it basically is taken from. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't noticed much difference. No matter you know, super cold, it doesn't really Not change really. a whole lot. Once I hit that sort of thirty, you know, twenty five thirty degree mark, um, hmm. it it pretty much stays the same all the way down to where it is now. I thought it'd be a graduated. Oh, okay. No, no, and I, I thought it would be too. I thought I'd get in today and I'd have you know 150 miles, but no, got in today and had I don't know 190 to 200 ish something like some. I don't remember oh, exactly what it was, but pretty close to that. That's not bad. And then the only other thing is maybe since this is the first time Drive Radio has been on this winter where we've had actual really cold, right? You should re go over what people should have in their cars. Oh, good safety. one. I like it. Yep, I'm making uh, a note right now. One of the things. Yeah, but one of the things I bought, rather than have a big blanket, is I went to Walmart in the camping section, got two of those emergency space blankets. Yep. They're the size of a pack of cigarettes if yep. you ever smoke. Yep. They're in the glove compartment, but they will keep yes, you they warm will. if you break down. They sure will. So just, you know, you you know all the stuff that you should have in your car. So do I. So maybe it's good. Yeah, we'll do that. No, that's a great, great tip. No, John, thanks. We'll, we'll cover some of that as well today all right i'm gonna let you go we'll go to dave in lakewood before we take our next break dave what's going on sir well thank you very much for taking the call uh i got a uh it's it's our original uh, 98 uh, ford ranger a four liter overhead valve okay. engine eighty-four thousand original miles and uh recently took it to a, a shop that i've used before and they've they do good work they're not inexpensive and i had a little uh loss of coolant and they diagnosed it as a front engine gasket and the, the man was very specific he said some people will tell you it's the water pump it's not it's the gasket and so i paid for the diagnosis and um, then i started looking in the uh, ford service manual and uh, see how big a job it is well the uh, the one thing that really jumped out at me was uh, you got to drop the oil pan and uh, then i seen a few people on youtube uh, under shade trees uh, doing this without dropping the oil pan. And I thought I'd ask a real mechanic, would you drop the oil pan? Not unless I had to. Yeah, I never <laughs> did. Uh, pretty rare that you have to, but um, oh. you can usually work around that if yeah. you're good. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's not out of the question. No. Uh, no. Nope. There's a lot of tricks of the trade along those lines that, you know, not just on that vehicle, but, you know, lots of others. And you know, basically front timing cover is what we're, we're talking about. And yes. uh, it's not uncommon for those to, to leak on that vehicle or any others that have timing covers. And, yes, the proper procedure to do a timing cover is to drop the oil pan. Mm-hmm. But they can be done without doing that. Yeah, there are, there are a few bolts that connect the two. But, yep, uh, there, there's ways to do it. And, you know, you just have to be, again, the trick to the trade is getting that done and not having oil pan leaks and such <laughs> after you're done, which is where you have to be careful with all of this. And clean. Exactly. Yep. Clean is yep. the big thing. But, yes, that, that is technically the proper procedure is to drop the oil pan, yes. All right. And if while doing this work, if, if it were you, 83,000 miles, uh, would you just, when I'm thinking automatically, replace that water pump? Yes. Oh, yeah. Of course. How about, how about timing chain related stuff? Check it. Check at, it. at eighty some thousand on that on that engine, eighty is probably a little early. Those would typically run to one hundred and twenty or so. But at eighty, I would at least be looking at it. And if they're slop, yes, change it. Okay. And how big a project is it to get that harmonic balancer off? You have a puller. There's a special yeah. tool for that. And there's also an installer too that helps yes. a little bit yes. too. Is that something a civilian like me could could buy? Usually you can borrow those. There's a lot of the, the parts stores now will loan those tools. Okay, yeah. Or, you have to look. They're specific because if they're the generic tools, they will typically loan them. If you're getting into the specialty end of it, no. 
Okay. And, and, you know, I don't know if you like talking about Harbor Freight, but. They're cheap. Yeah. You could do you that. You could go there. For a one-time use, yes, you yeah. could do that just fine. You know, yes. it's yes. not something you use every day, but, you Agreed. know, it'll probably do two or three times. You Agreed. Know? <laughs> and my, my dumb remark, uh, and I hear this more than once, I'll say, uh, a couple of guys talking, and some say, well, how do you like your, generally talking about a, a four-wheel drive SUV, a smaller, smaller vehicle? And the answer is, oh, and the vehicle's about five, seven years old. It's great. I can't kill it. And I hear that, and I think, this guy lives on a different planet from me. <laughs> right. He seems to think that, like, a six-year-old vehicle is ancient. Right. And he's just sort of amazed that it still runs at all. Uh, yeah, those and, days are long gone where that was the case. I mean, these vehicles now will run—I'm not exaggerating. They will run the rest of someone's lifetime if they want to keep it that long. Yeah. They literally will. And I'm thinking there's probably a pretty good mechanic— who's taking care of you, yes. that you're not aware of what that guy has done for you. That's right. Good because point, he Dave. obviously isn't paying attention. Good himself. point. Good point. <laughs> I mean, even even your old Ranger, you know, even though they, they're, they're much better today than they were then, that vehicle taken well care of will run the rest of your life. Yeah, and, you know, 20, 22 years now, and it's it still yep. goes. Vehicle will run for a long, long time. They are n- yeah. These are not vehicles of the 60s and 70s. No, no. All right. Well, thank Dave, you. Dave, so thank much you. For the as program. always, I, I appreciate it very much. Uh, Kathleen, let's get you in before we take a break, just because uh, I know you've been holding a little bit here. Kathleen, welcome. Hi. I have a question about my key fob. I have an F2, an F150 Ford pickup that's a 2018, and I drove it yesterday, and I went into a store, came out, and I noticed my key fob would not unlock the door. Okay. So I used the key part. Um, got in, and it was like my pickup was totally dead. It wouldn't turn the pickup over, and it was there was no lights of any kind on the dash. Um, so I tried multiple times. Uh, finally decided I needed to call for help, so I did, and I was waiting for help to come, and I decided to try again, and it started right up. So I called the Ford dealership, and they thought it was, my key fob needing a new battery. Okay. So I did drive over there and put a battery in it. And for the rest of the day, the pickup has worked fine. Okay. But my, I'm kind of concerned because I couldn't understand why it still wouldn't start to pick up. Because the pass key is not picking up that that fob is there and connected. And that's a very, we, I just was talking about this with one of my, uh, one of, actually Josh up in Boulder at Legacy Automotive. We were just talking about this on, on a Thursday, actually, in, in the fact that a lot of these vehicles, the, the key fob is becoming so intricate, and even the the uh, you know the, the juice required, the the you know the voltage required coming out of the little you know coin battery, if you would, inside the fob, and how delicate that's become. Uh, yeah, it's actually a bigger deal. In fact, to the point where a lot of the shops are now getting into the business of even carrying replacement key fobs and the programming of the key fobs and even key cutting. All because of what you just said, Kathleen. So, yes, that is very, very possible. So that would work. So do you recommend changing the batteries? Ever? I mean, this pickup only has 22,000 miles. Yeah, but it's three years old now. Yes, Actually, right. 18, right. 19, 20. It, depending upon when that was made and when the key fob was, you had a battery inserted and how old that battery was before insertion into the key fob, you're four years old potentially on that key fob battery. So, Yes, I, you know, for most people, I think in about three years, I would re- start replacing them. Okay. And, and I'm, so I'm, I'm talking from, 
from experience here because you know I've got some cars that you know tend to sit and don't get used a whole lot. It's not like I'm using the key fob daily, but I've had some vehicles where it will, believe it or not, even open the door, but the fob itself is not strong enough to send a signal to start the car. I've had that happen personally. Okay. So yes, so this is very possible. Make it a Make it a maintenance thing. Yep. Change the batteries. Put put that on that. You know, put that on a calendar reminder if you can, whether that's you know paper or or in your you know your smartphone or whatever. And just now that you've done it, now put it down. And by the way, you've got a backup key fob most likely kicking around the house. Change that one also. Yes. Okay. Yep. Well, thank Ch- you very change much. it too. Well, any more there? Thank um, you. Thank you, Kathleen. Appreciate it very much. Uh, any more? Actually, they're putting it on our maintenance schedule. And we're, you know, when we're looking at yep. it, when we're doing the Key 15 replacement. or 30, or battery replacement. Repl- battery yeah. replacement. And even some of them will even tell you, uh, some of the electronics will even tell you how down it is. Right. So there is some getting, you know, as we get it more sophisticated. Getting more, that's more, uh, more uh, I, I mean, I, don't, I was also going to suggest to her to maybe buy a couple of those batteries, stick in the glove box. Not a bad idea to have around. Have, you know, I mean, I know this, they may not last, but. I bought, this, I bought this really cool, just real quick, speaking of batteries, I bought this really cool battery holder for the house mm-hmm. uh, where I can store all of my, you know, AA, AAA, Ds, you know, uh, you name it, nine volts, all of them in this little Kind of, I paid like ten bucks on Amazon. It's this little plastic holder. It's got a little battery tester with it. But what I was getting at is, it's got a slot where you can even put those type of batteries because they're all mostly the. I can't remember the exact number. I'll look it up. But the coin batteries. It's even got a slot where you can put all the coin batteries in and really just have pretty good inventory. But you know, to your point, if you can get in the car and there's one inside the glove box, you could at least still get things fired up. That's a great tip. Good, good idea. No, nothing wrong with just buying an extra one and throwing in the glove box. But you know, we do it. Our I took an old coin change. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, box that we used to use back for we had when we actually did money back and forth, and I have a, each one has Perfect. a different battery <laughs> in, the, in the coin slot. One other tip too, I'll give everybody. I know it's more expensive to do it this way, but I also would use lithium batteries and not a regular alkaline if I was doing it. And, okay. and do I are think they are they available? I've never depends. No, sometimes yes, sometimes I mean, no. Honestly, we depends on the battery size. Yeah, we actually number. have a supplier now. The you know the guys that bring us around the nuts right. and bolts. They now supply us with the little batteries. If you can do lithium, I would do that. By the way, just a tip. It's a little more money, but I think it's a it's a better deal. So we'll come right back. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Napa know A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. The most frustrating part of getting your vehicle repaired is not knowing what they're charging you for. The team at Extreme Auto Repair has nothing to hide. Sean, Mike, Dave, and the whole team at Extreme Auto Repair and Parker want you to understand what's going on with your vehicle so you know how to prioritize your spending. They'll always be transparent because you're the one spending money. You need to know what's wrong so you can focus on the most important repairs first. Just ask, and they'll be more than happy to take you back to the service bay, open up the hood to show you what's going on, or hand you the part that's not functioning. Their philosophy is, why hide it? You might not know what to look for on your own, and the bill makes a lot more sense when you can actually see the part. Plus, you'll feel better knowing that they're not charging you for services you don't need. Take a look together. Schedule a repair now at klzradio.com extreme. Promise is kept. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? 
The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm. But you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Nigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Hi, this is Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial. You're listening to John Rush on Drive Radio because you want to do what's best for your automobile. As a financial advisor who specializes in retirement planning, I help people do what's best for their finances as they enter or prepare for that next phase in their lives. Events like 2008 and COVID-19 have had devastating consequences for many people's retirement savings. A healthcare crisis can derail a well-planned retirement if it's not taken into consideration. When I meet with my clients, we talk about protected growth of their assets and how careful planning can address unforeseen circumstances. For a Zoom meeting with me, Al Smith, or a visit to my office with social distancing, call 303-744-1128 or visit my website, goldeneaglefinancialltd.com. Advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, myself, Steve Horvath, and we'll get caught up on breaks here. But before that, I did want to play something, and maybe it'll kind of trigger some things for some of you to call in and chat about. And I will give you some tips, too, on what to have in your car during the cold weather months. But this has been sent to me by numerous people, and uh, actually, Rolly Purifoy sent it to me yesterday as well. But these are words that are now canceled in the automotive industry. These are words that we probably cannot use any longer so uh i'll just uh, get this up here play it and we'll talk about it here we go this meeting will be really quick there's some terms in the automotive industry that we're just no longer allowed to use i'm going to run down the list so we're very clear on what we cannot say we cannot say male connectors female connectors dykes foreman manager hose circlip stud still waiting to see if we can say bunghole helicoil nuts nipples jugs shaft jack chuck rear end undercarriage skirt and for now on tranny fluid will be known as gender neutral shift juice <laughs> gender neutral i love that shift one. juice yeah it's, you know what um it's kind of sad but true those are terms that probably will uh and by the way every one of those terms most of us in the automotive world if we've been in this industry any length of time at all have used because mm-hmm. cool. they all had specific 
meanings when it came to fixing cars. Uh, we used we uh, the training is going to be the hardest one for us, right? Because that's what everybody says, and, and it's been our vernacular food. or whatever right. you want to say or however you say it for for forty years uh, or longer years. You know? Yeah, <laughs> longest automatic transmissions have been around. They've been called trannies. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, um, most of these, you know, it's. We we didn't use bunghole a lot. I have to say that we didn't. <laughs> that was already kind of off term. <laughs> yeah, but you know, unless you were joking. Well, yeah, well <laughs> or or depending upon what you were trying to fix, because sure. actually it's again a these, technical term. These yeah. yeah, these are technical terms that we've used through the years in the automotive world that you know mm-hmm. you are probably now going to have to make changes in. Yeah, <laughs> gender neutral fluid. <laughs> gender neutral fluid. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's kind of funny. So I appreciate Rolly and uh, several folks have actually sent me that, and, and it's actually pretty funny. But what our question of the day is: What are some of the dumbest things that you've heard folks say, whether whether it's in the car, you know, whether they're car people or not? So I've got a few examples. Uh, my girlfriend asked me what the shifter was and why I was fiddling with it all the time. Um, well, you would normally be fiddling with it if you were going to actually, you know, use it to use it. shift your vehicle, you know, <laughs> shift the transmission, the tranny, as we would say. Uh, my friend who had been driving for years only recently found out cars run on gasoline. All that time he thought a car's power came from the battery and the crap he was putting in the, at the gas station was just an essential lubricant for the car. Oh. Yeah, that would be a really, really dumb thing to say kind of, again kind of one of those dumb things that folks say about you know where does electricity come from well the outlet um yeah again uh, wrong answer because no that's not where electricity comes from so again what are some of the dumbest car comments you've heard over time and by the way some of these could even be said in movies and other things because there's all sorts of uh, and i i see it all the time there's all sorts of bloopers that are made when it comes to car oh things in movies and you would think these car or you would think these movies about cars would hire people that know about cars to actually help them with the proper lingo language and things that are going on with it but evidently hollywood doesn't seem the need to be accurate when it comes to some of those things so they don't ever seem to have experts around to help them out with those particular things. It doesn't fit the narrative. I, I, I guess <laughs> not. what they're trying to say. <laughs> I, there's been more than once where I've been watching a show and somebody says something about a car and I'm like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah. Partially why I will not watch Fast and Furious movies because oh, to me yeah. they're all technically wrong. So, well, all right, we'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. John Rush personally uses Novus Autoglass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. All of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. 
Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy, but it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The Performance Oil Service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. BG. RoofMax in South Aurora keeps your roof going strong with roof rejuvenation. Modern asphalt shingles are manufactured with less oil than they used to be, so they dry out sooner, leaving them brittle and unable to expand and contract with the extreme temperature swings. Especially here on the Front Range where your roof handles high elevation sun, UV exposure, and severe spring and summertime storms, along with more than twice the national average snowfall, your shingles wear out even faster. Roof rejuvenation with RoofMax could save you up to 85%. Just one application of their all-natural bio-oil immediately adds five years to your roof, guaranteed. With up to three applications every five years, RoofMax could help your roof last 15 years longer. Save thousands of dollars by extending the life of your roof instead of replacing it. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax in South Aurora now at 303-710-6916. All right, Drive Radio KLZ 560. We appreciate you joining us today. Question of the day, what's the dumbest car comment you've ever heard? David and Berthoud. Sorry, guys. I had to call this one back in. That's fine. I realized it. The other night, I was driving up from the airport. It was last night, actually, and it was twilight. And I've realized a lot of people drive around that have the automatic, the daylight running lights. Yeah, and they have no clue their lights aren't on. And I'll flash them, and they still don't get it. So I like, and my son and I were talking about it. So anyway, I shared the story. um, And different cultures around the world have different views on things. And this came from a different culture, um, the statement did, from the husband. I had a, I'll just say it. I had a Spanish teacher 
and I was, I think, yeah, I was in college, and I had a second. I was my, uh, it was a first year for college with it, and I was doing okay. And she said, well, I have to tell you, and she was explaining cultural differences. And she said, my husband to this day, I cannot get him to understand that you need to turn your car lights on. You know, as soon as it's getting twilight, it's safety. So he goes, no, I can't do that. Why? I'm saving electricity. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, that, that's a dumb car comment, by the way. Really dumb. <laughs> and, and the guys in the class that we were, that we, we were all, me- some of us were car guys, mechanically inclined, just looked at each other going, but the alternator. <laughs> yeah, you're not, there's no, there's no, yeah, it's, you're generating your own. You're fine. Let's just say it that way. Yeah. Not a problem. It's just like, okay. But, yeah, that, that was it. And the, the other one, um, I did have one last one that, uh, well, no, it's not a dumb comment. Sorry. It was about people that didn't know how to open their hoods. Never mind. Oh. Y'all have fun. You're Yeah, oh, thanks, we'll David. No, I appreciate it very much. Thanks for calling. And uh, I just looked another one up. So, you know, there, there's a dumb car, dumb, dumb car comment like, only V8s have dual exhaust. Oh. It's another dumb car comment, by the way. So, Bob and Golden, you're next. Good morning, John. Hey, how are we doing, sir? All right. I've got I've got a question, I, something I've never run into before. I had a friend who I was helping him find a home for their O2 Outback H6. I sold to him 12, 14 years ago. Nice car, always regular maintenance. I got up early yesterday for an appointment, and I thought I'd go drive it, see how it runs. And I get to the corner stop sign, and I'm driving through there. I'm coasting through the stop sign because I, no, I have no brake pedal. Hard as a rock. Wow. And not moving. I drive another block, go around the block, get there, and I'm sitting waiting for traffic. All of a sudden, I can feel the pedal loosen up and function. I've never run into that. And, you know, like I say, so it's an O2 Subaru automatic. Got any ideas? My first guess would be the fluid is somehow freezing because there's condensation in it. That was my first guess, and I checked it. You know, couldn't see any noticeable uh, difference between fluid and moisture. You know, water. Right. But uh, yeah, as I said, it just. Didn't. I don't know if you'd ever. I don't know if you'd see it though, because you know it's going to be moisture that's down in yeah. where the yeah. you know calipers are right. and 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 such. And yeah, I mean, the only way to really know for sure is flush it and see if it changes. I was yeah, thinking like the other that, way, like yeah. there was something with a booster. Could be, too. Um, you know, not having enough vacuum. Not having enough vacuum, or, right. Or the vacuums, uh, the, they have sometimes they have that valve, the one-way valve, and maybe it's stuck. Yeah, and I, is it valve where it can get, you know, because it has not been detailed, obviously. I'm going to start up here a little bit because I get progressive. Well, you know, even even that valve, if there was a little moisture in the in the fluid, I mean, sure. it wouldn't take, I mean, an ice crystal, I mean, some of these, you know, some of these ports are so small that one little ice crystal can affect the whole thing. I mean, you used to have the same problem, Bob. You wear this, you know, back in the day with you know plowing snow and doing different things. Depending upon the manufacturer of the particular pump, they'd you know, they'd get a little teeny ice crystal in it and freeze up, and you were dead in the water. So I, it doesn't take much. I, I think what's interesting yeah, is how many that. strange things happen when it's cold like this. Oh, a lot. And by the way, things that we in this area are really not that used to because we don't get this that often. Well, yeah, it's like I said, it was unusual, so I thought, see if, see if you guys had a magic answer, but, but I appreciate the time. But Subaru does, re- does require to have their brake uh, flushed. I think it's like 20000 It's more than the normal car. I, I mean, I, more than I, the average I car. I flush it and just see yeah. what happens. I, yeah. I, I think it's a good thing and anyway. I'll, and I'll check that because I've, I've got an inch thick. They, they did, you know, they're... 
right. senior couple. They uh, oh sure maintained it regularly and they kept all the records. So I'll go through it. But there you go. Caught me by surprise. Yeah, no, I would me too. Stuff, so. Yes, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Bob, thanks. thanks. Oh, that gives you gray hairs. Yeah, quickly. All right, Mark and Wiggins. We got a couple of minutes. Go for it, sir. Hey, good morning. Uh, I got a question about how do I protect my uh, suburban that I park out in my front driveway from getting robbed of its uh, catalytic converter. Put a catalytic converter lock on it. They do make those, believe it or not, for folks listening. They make uh, no several different... Yeah, they're, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I, I've, I've researched this before. <laughs> there, there's numerous uh, locks made. Some of them are uh, you know hardened steel plate that you can't remove. Some of them have cables that are very difficult to, to cut through. I mean, there's, there's different types of locks depending upon... You know how much of an investment you want to make into that mark, but yeah, they make catalytic converter locks. I did not know that. Yes. I, uh, I looked at the security cameras this morning, and there were uh, prints in the snow, uh, dr- uh, vehicle prints uh, driving into my into my yard. So I backed the film up, and sure enough, a couple of people get out and crawl underneath my truck. Yep. And look like they tried to break into the truck. Uh, it doesn't appear that they actually got anything cut or taken off but i figure they'll probably be back either tonight or tomorrow yeah i know and for all of you listening this is a big deal in fact if you're a, a member of any of the next door communities and you watch some of the comments and things that are that are there um that mark uh I can go through even in my neighborhood on the west side of town over in the golden area i'll bet you weekly somebody's losing a catalytic converter Good to know. Thank you so much for the You are very welcome, Mark. No, that is something that is actually uh, very much made. JR in Denver, you'll be our last call this hour. What's going on, sir? Oh, I, I have two questions. Uh, I have an 88 Dodge Ram Charger, okay. 170,000 miles on it. It's a pretty tired engine, but what if I put EPR in it? Would that harm it? Would that Not going to harm it. Up in- what, you know, what does it help? You won't know till you try it. It's a pretty inexpensive you know, try to see what happens. Uh, it may bring some life back to it. You just have to give it a whirl and find out, Jr. But you're not going to cause things and things, harm. obviously. Not yeah. going to harm anything. Yeah, you're not going to hurt anything. Bogging anything up? Nope, not at all. Also, Thanks. I have a okay. I have another question. Oh, five Grand, uh, Grand Caravan. Uh-huh. I've had this for years and years. At Cold Startup, it has a uh, sharp whine, maybe for five seconds, when it's about thirty degrees or. Yeah, power steering pump is really common on those to do that. That's most likely what it is. Just at the beginning? Yep. Yeah. Very uh, common. They used to have a, a, a thing for the reservoir or something, too, that we had to do. Um, it would help that. That would. Yeah. It was like a screen or something, if I remember right. But that's where it's coming from. Okay. I mean, if, as long as you know it and it's not a big deal, I, you could just live with it, or you could do a fix on it. But I don't know if it's really at this stage of the game and as old as it is, if it's even worth yeah. messing with, Jr. I've lived for it. I've just wondered about it since. I mean, it, it's just well, you know, one, you know, one thing you could, one thing you could try. I know we're out of time here, but Jr. One thing you could try on that. Speaking of BG, is they make a power steering conditioner product that might help that wine. It again, just like the EPR and the Ram Charger, not going to hurt anything by putting that in there and trying it. Okay, I'll try that. Okay, thanks a lot, Jr. Appreciate it very much. We got another full hour. Actually, two more hours coming your way. This hour is done. Two more hours coming. If you're listening to us on Sunday, thank you very much. Stay warm. We will give some tips on what you ought to have in the car on these uh, cold, frigid days. And I know this is not something we experience often. In really, we don't in this part of the the country in Colorado. We might get one one shot of this a year. Is pretty much it. But you know what? It does come. We need to be prepared. We'll be back. Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service, myself. This is Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Still haven't had enough? 
Go to drive-radio.com, email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.